The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Welcome to A Guided Life Podcast, where we talk about all things spirit and life. I'm your host, Laura West. Follow me on Facebook at GuidedWest11, on Instagram at GuidedWest, and on Twitter at LauraWest111. I also have a website at www.laurawest.net where you can download a free guide on how to meet your own spirit guides. My book, Guided, is available on Amazon and it's about soul teams, intuition, mediumship, and spiritual tools such as oracle and tarot cards, crystals, pendulums, and so much more. My guest today is Chris Growth. Chris is an intuitive energy healer, archangel life coach, spiritual teacher, and best-selling author. Her fiction books in the Soul Healing series weave together her love of women's fiction and romance with her knowledge and experience in spirituality and healing. For over 20 years, Chris has worked with clients all over the world through healing sessions, classes, and sound healing meditations. Now, through these books, she brings this healing and wisdom to a wider audience. Well, hello, Chris. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am so excited to have this conversation with you. Oh, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Whenever I get to talk intuition, anything with anybody, I just get super excited. I'm even more excited. Nobody can see this, but the angel wings behind you shows me how connected you are and how into this you are just like me. So I'm so excited. Thank you. (laughs) So, you know, I would love to start by having you share all the things that you're up to these days. Writing books is the main thing that I'm doing right now. So for many years, I've been working as a healer, as a mentor, as a spiritual teacher. But now I am taking that wisdom and putting them into fiction books. So that's my main focus right now is is writing fiction books with stories of a spiritual journey, the the healing journey, and, and how we follow our intuition to find our direction in life, to find our happily ever after, to find our joy. And so that's been my journey so far. So what did it look like that point when you decided to write these intuitive fiction books, I guess? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my whole life. Well, I had a, a class in college that was a writing class. And up until that point, I had really enjoyed writing and thought, oh, maybe I'll be a writer. But this one class kind of broke me. And I thought, oh, I'm no good at this. I'm terrible at writing. I'm not a writer. And so I just had this in my brain that, okay, this is something you just can't do. And so for 25 years, I kept saying, oh, I'm not a writer. I, I, I don't write anything. I can't write. Well, then I was meditating on a summer solstice. I think it was about five years ago now. And I had this really clear message from an angel that said, in the next year, you're going to write a book. And I thought, oh, you're, you're kidding me. This can't be right. But it was so clear that like, okay, there. You know, I'm not going to say no, but I really don't know how this is possible. And so I just kind of set it aside because for one thing, I didn't think I was a writer. For the other thing, I don't know the first thing about writing a book. I don't know what goes into it. I don't even know how to start. And I don't know what I would even write about. 
should I just set it aside? And about six months later, then another message came and it was all these ideas of what this book could be about started pouring in. And again, I said, well, but I don't know the first thing about writing a book. Well, then like a day or two later, a class came up of write, write a book. And so, you know, all of these things just kept lining up. And intuitively knew, okay, there's there's something to this. There's a reason this is coming up. And okay, if if this is what you want me to do, I'll I'll give it a shot. And you know, they had all lined up and, and happened really quickly. By the time that summer solstice came around that next year, my book was done, and it was kind of amazing. And since then. I've like had this, okay, this, this is something that my soul is calling for. This is, this is part of who I am. I am a writer. I am an author. And, and now, (laughs) now I've got more ideas for books that more and more and more to come. I've got like a, like 10 more lined up. (laughs) I can't keep up. (laughs) Wow. You're going to be very busy, but I mean, you know, to write something in a year or so is pretty incredible. But when the ideas come from outside. It's like just, you know, and you're the vessel. It could be pretty easy to write. It's not like you're forcing anything. It just kind of just comes naturally. So you mentioned that you got these very clear messages. You know, you're meditating at one point that you were going to write a book. Oh my goodness. And then you got a clear message of what the book was going to be about. What was it like when you received those messages? Was it auditory? Was it uh, just a, like a clear cognizance, just a knowing? What was it like? For me, more of a knowing. The idea just came through and it was so strong and so powerful. And yeah, there was a part of me that the the doubting part that was like, oh, I don't know. And I'm just going to set this aside. But it keeps coming back and keeps coming back. Like I couldn't deny it anymore. Okay, if this is for real, if if I'm really supposed to do this, well, then you need to you need me to show me how you need to line this up. And then there it was. And there it was. And like every step of the way when I needed something somebody came along that had exactly what I needed. All of that support was there. So it was, like you said, it, it, it the information came easily, but also all of the steps lined up easily. So that oh, even that. though, you know, there was the part of me that was like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. I, I, I'm not ready for this. I like it just kept lining up and lining up and lining up so that Okay, well, I guess I will. <laughs> like so much so you you really just can't deny it anymore. I love that. I feel like that showcases so well how spirit can really play such a role in our life when we're meant to do something divinely guided, like we're meant to do something with the help of spirit. They really set it up for us that it just becomes so easy to the point where you can't you can't say no. I find it really interesting that an author is sitting here telling us that they never consider themselves a writer. Would you mind sharing with us what happened in that part of your life where you had a bad experience with writing and felt from that point on that you weren't a writer? I'm only asking because I wonder if maybe listeners can relate to having a a time in their life where they felt the same. And to see someone like you who had that experience, who is now authoring books, I think that that's really inspirational. So I'd love to hear for people to relate to your experience, why you didn't think you were a writer. Well, as I mentioned, I had a, a class in college that the teacher was very, very tough. 
that method of teaching was to rip apart whatever you you did so that you learned something different. Well, for me, being very sensitive, I, I took the criticism as, okay, you're no good at this. You you can't do this. You're you're terrible. You know, rather than moving it to the next step of okay, how can I learn from this and be a better writer? At that point in my life told me that, oh, this isn't for you. You're no good. You're, you can't do this. And so I internalized that and for years had that dialogue going in my head saying, you can't do this. You're no good. You're, you're a terrible writer. You can't write. And even to the fact where I thought words were not my friend, whether they were written words or spoken words that, you know, Whatever I was trying to convey didn't come out right. It was misunderstood or criticized or whatever. So, so I, you know, was very introverted, even naturally very shy. Very, you know, I'm I'm not really a real social person, and yet took that even more to heart where I didn't feel like what I had to say mattered. I didn't really feel like people wanted to hear what I had to say. That whether it was out loud or or in writing that words just weren't my friend that was what kept coming out and yet you know i i've been working on healing that part for myself being able to speak my truth being able to express myself and express my feelings express my words and so i i've been working on that for, for a long time in my own healing process and then when this came up it was no i don't think i can do this and yet there was just this such a strong, powerful push to do it. And it was it was something deep within me that really wanted me to do this. Okay, I'll do this, but you're going to have to help me. And so I, I really felt like I was supported that, as you said, divinely guided. But I also felt like I was being handheld each step of the way because I didn't feel it within me that I... Like I didn't believe in myself until I actually did it. And even then I was like, oh, I'm not sure if I can share this. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I really want people to read this. I don't know if it's any good. And yet there was also this like, okay, this is part of who you are. This is, this is how you're meant to shine. This is how you can become more yourself. And as I stepped into it, and the more I stepped into it, the more I felt that, that, okay, yeah this really is who I am and, and what I'm meant to be doing. And now in the process of writing my fourth book, and it's like, I, I want to do this every day. I, I'm, you know, I just feel lit up about it. I, you know, I know that this is what I'm meant to be doing. And it's interesting to me now to see how far I've come from where, you know, I, I didn't want to speak or write or anything, you know, words were not my friend. And now, you know, I live by these words and they're intricate and definitely a part of me. This is my soul expression. And now that I'm able to really step into it, that I can feel that, okay, yeah, this is who I am. Oh, that's so, so lovely. Thank you for sharing that. Because that is very hard to do that work to heal. It's so much easier just to sort of stuff it away and not confront it. So good job for you, though. It does sound like, you know, your guides, your angels, whoever were really persistent and probably wouldn't have left you alone. <laughs> I'm definitely stubborn. It takes more than one try to, you know. <laughs> I think that's normal. There's something about being in a body that makes us stubborn. 
though, would you say that you were always spiritual? Like what was childhood like for you? I grew up in more of a religious household. So I always had some kind of a belief system. And yet it that was it was the belief system that I was born into wasn't necessarily what resonated completely as my truth. So that didn't come until uh, probably 20 years ago that where I started to explore, okay, what what is it that really resonates with me? What what is it that I believe, not what I've been told to believe? And so that was part of that healing process too of of discovering who I am, but also, okay, what what is my truth and how do I want to be in this world and what do I really believe? Yeah. So what was the progression like for you in your life from 20 years ago, trying to discover what feels good for you and then learning to listen to your intuition to where you are now, where it's like, I know when I'm getting a download and I know where this is coming from. What was that progression like? Oh, intuition was something that did not come easy for me. I don't know if it's because I'm you know, like really headstrong or I just, I, I thought it, needed to be a certain way. So I would go to these classes, healing classes and intuition classes. And there were, you know, people that talking about their clairvoyant experiences and their clairaudient experiences and, you know, telling me about these angels that they're seeing and, you know, messages that they're hearing and all of this stuff. And I was like, I want that. That's what I want. And I wanted it so badly. And I was trying everything and I was meditating and I was, you know, holding crystals and, you know, all of, you know, whatever I could do, taking class after class after class and trying to open up my intuition. And it just wasn't working. I felt like I was beating my head against a wall and okay, everybody else is intuitive, but not me. And I just don't have this. And there was, must be something wrong with me. And finally, I just like, okay, forget it. I'm not going to do this anymore. I, I came to accept that. Okay. Maybe I'm just not intuitive and that's okay. I can live with that. Well, and I was still meditating. And so I decided, well, I'm just going to meditate and call on one angel at a time and just, just see what happens. And so I would call on Archangel Michael every night for a month. And as I called on him, I noticed that I was feeling different sensations in my body. And I would journal. So I journaled about my experiences. And I noticed that every night when I was journaling, I was noticing commonalities in what of what I was feeling in my body. Realized it took me a while. It took me probably several months to realize that, oh, you know what? Maybe what I'm feeling is my intuition. I don't know. It was it was a really long process of connecting those dots because I feel lots of things and and I work as an energy healer. And so I was having my hands on people all the time and I was sensing things with my body, but I hadn't made that connection that even though, you know, yeah, I feel with my hands, I put my hands on people and I, and I sense things that it was also the way that I sense my intuition, that I could like sense angels with my body, that I could sense messages with my body. When you're a feeler, it's hard to know what the sensations mean. You know, and it took me a really long time to to put that together. And lots lots of trial and error and lots of repetition to really begin to trust that okay, when I feel this, it means this. And 
when I call in the angels, I get this sensation and, oh yeah, that means they're with me and uh, I can trust that. And to put that together, to link what I was feeling with what I know and to get that clear cognizance to go with it so that, that what I felt and, and I could recognize it and link that together to something that I could have meaning where it would mean something to me. So it, it took me years to figure that out. <laughs> and I felt like I was the only one that did that. And now that I'm on the other side of this and I'm teaching classes and realize that, oh, you know what? A lot of people are, are feelers and a lot of people sense their intuition with their body or, or you know, get sensations or we're not all clairvoyant. We can, we can all, doesn't always come that way. And, but that's, that's what, when you say intuition, that's what people mostly think of is, oh, they see this or they hear that. But I think there are more of us that are the feelers or the knowers as far as intuition goes. Yes, I think that that's so wonderful that you said that. I did want to ask if you wouldn't mind sharing, what sort of sensation did you notice with maybe Archangel Michael or, as an example? It's changed over the years in different situations, but sometimes it was just like a sensation on my back, like there was a hand touching me, or a vibration on my skin, or or maybe my scalp would tingle, or I'd feel feel a warmth in my chest, different things at the different times. But when I was being intentional about calling in an angel and, and asking them to, okay, let me sense your presence... And when I did that and was intentional about it, then I could trust that, okay, whatever I'm sensing or feeling after I do this, I'm going to write that down and gave me a framework of, okay, you know what, if, if every time I call them in, I'm sensing something, maybe there's something to this, but it took me a long time of recording it down and, and getting a feel for it and beginning to trust that, okay, when I call them in, something does happen. They do come in. And I can feel something in my body. And like I would feel Archangel Michael in a certain, like maybe on my right shoulder and uh, Raphael on my left or, you know, like different ones had different places and different sensations. Um, And so I began to discern them that way until I got to where I could just call them in and know then I didn't need to rely on the feeling as much. That's incredible. That's really amazing. And I think that that is so great for people to hear. I mean, you kind of already talked about it, how you would every night you would sit with one and kind of you know, take notes and things like that. Is that what you advise people to do who are like, how come I'm not seeing all these entities that people are talking about, I really want to see them, or I really want to hear them. And you know, because we don't really have a clair for the touch, do we? I mean, there's, you know, we don't have a, well, we should make up one. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's a good one too. Like the physical sensation, there's no name for it under that umbrella of mediumship terms, but it's just as important. So going back to what my question is, for people, because I've had people come to me, you know, like, I'm still waiting to connect with my guides. I'm still waiting. I'm like, well, they are connecting with you, but you're just not picking up on their communication. So the way that you did it, is that how you recommend it to others to try and find their communication style? Right. That's how I've been teaching it. The immersion is what I call it. So if I wanted to learn how I sense Archangel Michael, well, then I would call on him 
for a month and, and focus on just that one because I want to know all of the all of the ways that I sense Michael, all the ways that Michael tries to communicate with me. While I was doing that, I was seeing more blue. I would be out driving and see more blue cars or it'd be out for a walk and there'd be a, a bluebird or a feather or something, you know, and just like noticing all those little things and just being more open to the possibilities of, okay, it, it can be more than just one way. So even though I'm a feeler, yeah, there, there's still, there may be a song that pops into my head and that's the message that I needed to hear. There are other ways that things come up. It could be a dream that I have. Well, that would be clairvoyant, but even though clairvoyance isn't my strength, I'm not going to discount if I have a dream that is an answer to what I was asking about. So I think it's it's being open to all the possibilities of we can sense them in all these different ways. We're not limited to just one. And also the angels aren't limited to one way of trying to connect with us either. So it could be that the angel is communicating to you through somebody else. You know, maybe they say what exactly what you needed to hear it doesn't mean that the answer didn't come from your angels. They could be working through that person to convey that message. Just like what we're talking about right now may be exactly what somebody needs to hear if they're asking for clarity on their intuition. Things come in so many different ways. It's so true. It's so true. Now, that brings up a really good question that maybe some listeners might have was, well, how do you know it is a sign or a message from the other side versus just it just happens to be a bluebird flying by? Well, for one thing is, if it means something to you, because a lot of times they will give us messages that resonate with us. So if seeing a feather on the ground is something that you associate with angels, when you see that feather and it, it reminds you that your angels are with you, that's a meaningful message because it's something that is a, a cue for you. But for somebody else, it's just a feather on the ground and it doesn't mean anything. I like seeing three numbers in a row, like 111 or 777. When I see things like that, it triggers me that, oh, you know, that's that's an angel message for me. That's that's a sign that either that they're with me or that, you know, I need to pay attention or, or something like that. And so because it means something to me when I see that, it triggers that for me. Now, there are other things that maybe don't mean anything. And yet when you hear it, if I find myself asking, is that a sign? Maybe that's a sign. Usually it is. That's a good call. (laughs) Very good call. (laughs) If you're wondering, it probably is. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and paying attention to to all the different ways. Sometimes we're, we're, our focus is so narrow that we're missing a lot of things that are around us that, that could be encouraging us or could be guiding us in a certain way. And we're like, oh, but I'm not getting any answers. I'm not getting any answers. And yet, because you're focusing on not getting any answers, you're, you're missing all the answers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or sometimes if you try too hard too, it like blocks you. Yeah. And maybe it's what you're saying is you're, like the blinders are on. Because you're just trying so hard, you know, putting all your energy or focus in the way that it's not meant to 
work because everyone else part of what opened up for me is when I gave up, you know, I was trying so hard and I, you know, was just so frustrated and, you know, I wanted it to be a certain way. And yet when I gave up and I was like, okay, I'm done with this. I'm just going to let that go. Once I let it go, then it all opened up because I was holding too tightly and I wanted it to be a certain way. I wanted it to be like everybody else. My way isn't like everybody else. We all have our own our different way. I know. And when we can accept that and we can let go, that's when we really can expand our awareness and and know what's real. Was it easy for you to let go? (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) No. Letting letting go is, you know, it it should be so easy because it takes so much more energy to to hang on and to grip tightly. And there's so much stress and strain and, and work involved. It should be so easy to just open your hands and let go and just be. And yet it's so hard. It it really takes focus. It really takes effort to let go, especially when you've been conditioned to hold on for so long. And we've been holding on for 30 years, 40 years, you know, our entire lives. We've been, you know, just gripping on and trying to be a certain way. And yet once you can let go and you can step into your way, it's so much easier. (laughs) (laughs) Once we actually can do that, oh, it just lightens everything up. Then we can be in the flow and, you know, things can happen. It's just like this book lining up and, you know, all the pieces fell into place. Once I stepped back and was like, okay, if, if this is real, you need to help me. You need to line it up. And there it all went. But if I was trying to make it happen, it would have been so much more work. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I wanted to ask you about guardian angels, because you mentioned Archangel Michael. So some archangels. What about guardian angels? What are your thoughts about them? I know we we all have guardian angels, at least one. I, I always believed that I had a guardian angel. I just never really took much, paid much attention to it. I didn't really focus on learning about my guardian angel. And yet, couple years ago, somebody asked me to teach a class on it. And so I'm like, okay, good time for me to learn too. So I spent some time and focused in on my guardian angel, asking what her name was. And the name was was a name that has always been kind of like in the background of my mind and was actually a character in one of my books. And I didn't realize that, yeah, she was the the main character of the first book I wrote. Her name was Lily. What? And, oh my yeah. goodness. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And it, I hadn't realized that. And then once I got that awareness, when I asked my guardian angel what her name was and that name Lily came to me, I realized, okay, not only that, but in my wedding, the flower that I had that was lilies. All these different points in my life where where a lily was important or, you know, significant. And like, it all makes sense. And it just kind of made me laugh that like, how could I miss this? (laughs) You know, and and you realize that, okay, they have a sense of humor too. Gosh, and aren't they so patient? They're so patient with us, aren't they? Yeah. And no, it was validating for me though, too, that, okay, you know what? My guardian angel has always been with me. And and now when I look back, I can see all the times in my life when Lily was trying to get my attention or or was showing her presence and, you know, all these different ways. It was validating and, and also very reassuring that, okay, yeah, 
I'm on the right track. This is right. That's so lovely. What about what are your thoughts of, uh, about spirit guides? Do you work with them too? I haven't spent as much time with spirit guides. I've been more focused on angels, but I I do have a sense of my spirit guide. And actually, he he was in the second book, so it like it's funny how they pop up. <laughs> they must love that they're like in this book that's been published <laughs> for the world. <laughs> They're not shy. They're like uh-huh. the opposite of you. It's like, it's like perfect. I know. Yeah. <laughs> they help get you out of your shell. Well, in, in this, the spirit guide one, he's, he's a protector. He's a, he's like a guardian, like this really strong alpha kind of presence. And like, okay, yeah, that that's fitting. That's, <laughs> that's exactly how he is. <laughs> oh, I love it. You've got quite the team, quite the team. Yeah. How did you learn about your guide? was in a meditation that I um, was in with in a class. It was probably, I don't know, almost 20 years ago, I think. And then I also read a book. I think it was a Sylvia Brown book. And it had a, um, a CD in the back of the book where you could listen to the CD meditation back when we used CDs. So I would listen to that and, and get a sense of my spirit guide. And, and that's where I first had awareness of him. We have, I feel like we have so many parallels. This is really insane. So Sylvia Brown was the first quote unquote spiritual book that I picked up and it was through her. I learned about spirit guides and she taught a way to meet your spirit guide. And that's how I met Jason, my spirit guide. And then same with the writing. I always considered myself a weak writer just because I felt like I never did well on in essays and things like that. And then I was told by my guides to write a book and then we did. So how so interesting. So uh-huh. interesting. <laughs> and they work so similarly. I love it. I love it. They just use, I guess, what tools are around us. Perhaps Sylvia Brown was really the, I feel like the only one around at that time, at least, that yeah. had a very extensive book collection about the other side and everything. So I know. So, Chris, to help close our interview today, I was wondering if you had any messages to relay to the listener that will resonate for them at any time that they listen to this episode. Okay, let's see. Let's ask the angels. Okay, what do our listeners need to hear today? Okay, be true to who you are. Don't be afraid to step into the unknown, to step into who you are, even if it's scary, even if it doesn't make sense, and know that that we are with you, that we are guiding you, and that we won't let you fail. We're helping you to be your best self, and we want you to be happy. We want you to live your best life and trust that we're with you, and we're guiding you, and we're holding your hand as you walk this journey. Thank you. Oh my gosh, that gave me chills. That was incredible and resonated for me. So I really hope that it resonates for the listener too. I have no doubt. So thank you, angels, for the message. Chris, thank you to you for your time, for sharing your wisdom and your journey with us. I really appreciate you. So thank you so much. I hope the listeners can go and uh, find my book, Soul of Hope. That's where 
Yeah, wonderful. More about yes. uh, that spirit, that intuition and spiritual journey. And where is it available? It's on Amazon and also Perfect. on the website, christinegrowth.com. Wonderful. And I will make sure to have all of that in the show notes so that it's wonderful. easily accessible. Yes. Thank oh, you. thank you so much, Chris. How exciting. Can't wait for your volume of books to come. <laughs> well, pretty soon someone thank can you. own a collection of Chris Growth books. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate being here. And that was another episode of A Guided Life Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, love and light always. Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. Each week, you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities, and create the joy-filled life that, well, you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report, bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope, and guidance that's all around you on the Angel Tarot Show exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fm.